I was thinking about Europe, and in Europe, their churches are empty, but certainly if they have people, they don't have any young people like that. They don't, I mean, I think about all of these young people, I think about, some of you are visitors, and some of you don't know what they were referring to, but we're about to send out a couple that was from our, that's from our church, that grew up in our church, and they're about to go to Milwaukee to start a church and be missionaries. Vincent Cole, can you stand up? Thank you. And my point in doing that, besides recognizing them, is it is amazing the life that we have and what God is doing. These young people, and that is God. That's a miracle. Where How many young people are doing that today? What are young people doing right now? What are they at this time? Many of them, it's Labor Day weekend, partying, whatever else. And here they're singing about salvation. And they're going to Milwaukee to go for salvation. Isn't God good? God is alive. And one of the ways that we know he's alive is through these young people. So I thank God for what God is doing in our church. If you have your Bibles, you can please turn to the book of Philippians. Philippians. You know, talking about attaining certain feats, okay? How many of y'all watched the Olympics last month, that ended last month? Incredible. I mean, when I think about what some of these athletes did and the incredible feats that they did and they accomplished, it is amazing. It's amazing what the human body can do and how the, the willpower pushed to the limits and coupled with discipline and devotion where they say, I can do that mile in this time frame. I can do this and I can do that. And they were able to accomplish it. It is amazing. There are, there are athletes that use uh, this scripture that we're about to look at right now, and they say, this is a, like a mantra to them. And they use this scripture and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And they use it as a mantra. And it's not just, it's not just these in, um, uh, in the Olympics. There are many football players, basketball players. In fact, go ahead and show this one football player. They used to be the quarterback at Florida State, and you all know him. But he's very well known uh, throughout the world because he is a Christian man. And at the same time, um, he is uh, uh, a very gifted athlete. Go ahead, brother. Tim Tebow. Now... This right here was when he was the quarterback of Florida State. And if you can zoom in on what it says right under his eyes. Can you zoom that, brother? You can't? Okay. Well, take it from me. It says Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And quite frankly, this Bible verse, you can leave it up there for a little while. This Bible verse is used not just by Team Tebow. Not just by some of the athletes at the Olympics. It's used by business people. It's used by people who are trying to get their PhD. It's used by people who are trying to accomplish many goals and even life in general. I can do all things. It's almost like a mantra. If you repeat it over and over and trying to get a good mental capacity, mental uh, uh, framework, I can do it. I can do it. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
And this verse is many times misunderstood. It's misinterpreted and misused to try to accomplish a certain goal. And even preachers have done it. There's this one preacher, and i got to tell you, he's a great preacher because he's a motivational... I'm not going to say he's a preacher. He's a great motivational speaker. And he is a person that is rah, 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 and he just gets people's self-esteem built up. He's the largest... he's He's the pastor of the largest church in America, Joel Olstein. And he said about this scripture, he says, listen to this. Many people tend to magnify their limitations. They focus on their shortcomings. But Scripture makes it plain, all things are possible to those who believe. And that's right, all things. It is possible to see your dream fulfilled. It is possible to overcome that obstacle. It is possible to climb to new heights. It is possible to embrace your destiny. You may not know how it will take place. You may not have a plan. But all you have to do is know that if God said it, that it can be done, it can be done. Raw. And people do that everywhere. People say, I can win this game. I can ace this test. I can get this job promotion. I can make this level of money. I can even find my soulmate. No problem. As long as I set my mind to it and I believe, I know that I can do it. I can accomplish this through Christ. But actually, is that what that scripture really is trying to refer to? Is that what Paul was really trying to say? We're going to break that down a little bit because I think when we understand this scripture, you know, all of us guys, well, many of us, we, can, we don't have a problem with trying to set high goals. Many of us, we've accomplished some pretty good things. And many of us, because of our pride and because of our ambition, we can get up there. But this scripture is not talking about that. This scripture, it's first of all, Paul the Apostle, he was in prison when he made this scripture. He was in prison when he wrote this epistle. In fact, it was one of the few times that he had written epistles from prison. And he was in prison many times. What he really is saying in this scripture is you can make it through life's trials. And no matter how hard those trials are, no matter the circumstances, through Jesus Christ, you can make it through. And I want to look at that scripture. Let's go ahead and show that scripture now. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 14. Not that I speak in regards to need, for I have learned in whatever state that I am, I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I've learned to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul went through some terrible trials, horrific trials. I've heard some people tell me real recently, I'm going through hard times. And listen, we all go through hard times. But when they tell me they're hard times, and then I know some of the other people in our church that are going through real hard times, I feel like saying, you might want to go talk to him. But then, even when you talk to him, you might want to talk to Paul the Apostle. Listen, Paul had been mocked, ridiculed, despised, rejected, falsely accused by, of all kinds of things, and even by the people that he was helping and ministering to. 
He had lived in poverty. He had been tortured. He had been in prison just for his faith, not for doing wrong things. Look at 2 Corinthians 11, 24 through 27. It says, five times I received from the Jews, my people, 40 lashes minus one. Why did they do it that way? Because in those, the number 49 is the number of mercy. So he says, I received 40 minus one. They were merciful to me. They hit him and, and opened up his back. 39 times they would hit him. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. Not on a ship, not on a cruise ship, but on the water in the sea. It says, I have been constantly on the move. In other words, I don't have a house. I don't have a place where I can just go and just kick back all the time. I'm constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in dangers from bandits, in dangers from my fellow Jews, in dangers from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I have been cold and I have been naked. Paul went through some very difficult things. And you wonder, well, first of all, he was a Christian. Why did he have to go through those things? And the Bible speaks a lot about Christians will go through trials. And, you know, a lot of our trials that we go through, let's be honest, a lot of it's due to our own doings, our own mistakes. But there are some trials that happen that are outside of our control. And there, as Paul, as a Christian, he went through trials due to man and man's wrath. God warns us, just like Paul, we're going to go through trials and maybe even persecution. You know, it breaks my heart. I look at the Middle East a lot, and I look at news a lot out there. And what those Christians are going through by the hands of ISIS, it's horrific. And listen, God's very clear. That right there is man's wrath. That's not God's wrath. God, he's saying, my wrath is coming soon. But... Right now, he's waiting for salvation, as they were thinking about. He's waiting for Vince to go, and perhaps when Vince goes out there, and maybe that'll be the last soul, but he's waiting for most souls to be saved. And after that, and the curtain comes up, then that's when God's wrath falls, and that we're not called to. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 says, we're not called to God's wrath. But unfortunately, God says, you're going to be subject to man's wrath. Just like Paul the Apostle was, and just like many people in the world are being persecuted. But through all of this, Paul, he made it through. And he didn't just made it through. <laughs> he didn't worry. He made it through horrific trials, and he didn't worry. God, through him, commands us. Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing. And yet we read what he went through. What are you talking about? How are you able to do that? Paul, how did you do that? And the Bible says when we worry, when we're anxious, when we let these things grip our hearts, it's a sin because we're not believing God. And you go, but how? How do you do this? How do you make it through these things? And on top of that, not worry. Well, the first thing, it's not through our abilities. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, it says not by your power. It's not by your might. In other words... No matter how much willpower you have, there's going to be many trials and many things you're going to go through that you're going to be able to make it through. Hey, I made it through. Hey, I'm fine. 
But you're going to learn that there's going to come some trials, some hits, some broken hearts situations that I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how much willpower you have. I don't care how strong your emotions are. Your zeal is you're going to take a gut shot. And you're not going to be able to make it through. And in those situations, you may cry out and say, hey, help me. And it's good to have people that help you out. It's good. But there's going to be some trials that nobody is going to be able to help you. Some people, what they do in these situations is, I'm just going to sleep. And they sleep, and they sleep, and they sleep just to try to be able to get away from the problems. Other people, they drink, and they drink, and they drink to be able to just not remember the problems. Other people, illegal drugs, or let's say pot, now it's becoming legal in a lot of places, but illegal drugs, or even prescription drugs. They, get this, they go to the doctor and get prescription drugs for themselves, or they steal their moms or their dads or their friends. And then the latest is a story from two days ago. A new study out that owners are consuming their pets' medication. I make, I'm not making this up. So there are people that are trying to just get help and medicated, and, 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 and all sorts of problems that they have, and they're trying to get a relief valve. And they still can't find it. So how do we make it through all of this? The Bible says, that scripture, through Christ, not through your power, not through anything in this world, but through Christ and through trusting in Him. The Bible says, that scripture in Zechariah, not by power, not by might, but... I, my spirit. When we have God's Holy Spirit in us, when we say, God, I've tried it. You know what? I've tried to do it my way, but God, it's not working. And God says, okay, are you ready now for me to fill you and for you to be able to accept that you can't do some of these things? You may be able to do a lot of things, but there are going to be some things you're not going to be able to handle. So you might as well just say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Why do you think, Paul? He says, I speak in tongues more than you all. Why do you think he did that? Because when you see all the trials he was going through, and the Bible says speaking in tongues, it's almost like weightlifting for your soul. He needed his soul to be strong because he was going through so many things. So he said, hey, when I speak in tongues, I don't understand it, but it edifies me. It builds me up, and I need a lot of building up because life is tough. I'm going through a lot of things. I keep on getting buffeted and hit Left, right, left, right. And so I need God's Holy Spirit. Through Christ, that means through His Word. Through His Word. I've got to ask you something. And this is, this is a sincere question. Have you been reading His Word? Have you, are you saying right now, man, I'm just going through a lot of things and it's tough. And yet you really don't meditate and consume His Word. You know, the Bible says real clearly in 1 Peter 2, 2, it says, just like a baby needs milk. What's the, what's the thing that a baby's always crying out for? For its mama's milk, for milk. And God says, you need to be the same way as that baby. Just like it desires and it has to have that milk, you have to be able to have a dependence on the Word of God. And if you don't have that desire yet, Say, God, I need that desire. And the way you get that desire is you keep on doing it day after day after day. And there's going to come a time where it's going to click. And you go, i got to have this. 
And that's how you make it through. It's, it comes also through hearing preaching. You know, Pastor Glenn's sermon this morning, great sermon. Very critical sermon. A very, very strategic sermon. Some people say, ah, I'm just going to live stream. No. It's just like that song, I Need You More. And in that song, it talks about being in your presence. When you're live streaming, you don't have that same presence. You know, live stream, the reason that Pastor Stevens allowed it is because there are shut-ins. There are people that really can't be coming into church. So for that reason, we're doing it. But unfortunately, some people are saying, I'm just going to stay home and live stream. That's not the intent. And that's not what the Bible says. Hebrews 10.25, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. So he's saying, come to church. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God, it'll build your faith. But it comes in the assembly. And coming and having that presence of God. Having that shared presence of God. When we all come together and we pray corporately. We worship God corporately. Through Christ is through His people. Iron sharpens iron. When you are coming to church and when you are dealing with other people that have been through what you've been through and can tell you, hey, bro, I can tell you how I made it through. And they encourage you. And you see that they're still living for God. Iron sharpens iron, the Bible says. A threefold cord, ecclesiastic, is not easily broken. We help each other out. And how else do you make it through? Well, the first thing is ask why you're going through this. It doesn't help. When you're going through trials, when you're going through hard times, why am I going this? Why is God allowing this? What? I have a better question. Why ask why? It doesn't help. I've tried it. It doesn't help. The best thing to do is to be able to say, God, I'm not going to ask why. You're in control. You allowed this to happen. Maybe it's because I caused it or maybe other circumstances. But God, you're going to help me through. This scripture talks about helping me through these situations. The other thing is don't focus just on your own problems. Paul the Apostle, here he is. Listen, he's in prison. He just finished getting beaten. He's black and blue and bloodied. Him and Silas are shackled. They're in the deepest part of the prison. They've got guards around them. They didn't do anything wrong. All they were in prison for was preaching the gospel. But at midnight, the Bible says, they said, you know what? We're not going to ask why. We're not going to be saying, por qué, and why me, and and, and it's not fair, and all those things. You know what we're going to do? Is we're going to praise God. We're going to pray, we're going to sing hymns. And the Bible says, as they prayed and sung hymns, the Bible says there was an earthquake to Paul. He knew Paul. He knew what kind of a man he was. And he heard him praising God. He said, this guy's different from all the rest of the guys. And so when, he, when Paul said, hey, I'm still here, what happened? He said, sirs. What must I do to be saved? 
He was so touched by them. And Paul the Apostle, he could have just been thinking about himself. Many of us would have been thinking just about ourselves. But what was Paul thinking about? Salvation. (laughs) Salvation. Other people. And God gave him the strength to be able to make it through. And all of a sudden, that Philippian jailer was saved, and his whole family was saved and was water baptized. Don't focus just on yourself. And then remember this. If God calls you to do something, then he's going to enable you to do it if he calls you to do it. In other words, why am I having to go through this? How come I don't have what they have? If God's called you to do something, he's going to enable you to be able to do it. And then Paul then says, I have learned in all situations to be content. Wow. You know, for this generation, that's a hard thing to do. Because this generation is so inwardly thinking. You know, just always thinking about itself or narcissistic, okay? Uh, Entitlement mentality. And so for this generation to be content, it's almost like unheard of. But Paul the Apostle says, I'm going to tell you a secret of how to make it through. You've got to be content. You know, in this generation, all we think about is our dreams, our goals, our agendas, and then getting God to help us through those. But Paul, he says, God, not my will, God. Your will be done. And even if it gets tough, I'm going to keep on. Philippians 4, 11 through 12, it says, For whatever state I am, I am, I've learned to be content. So the secret in contentment is not found in something, guys, but it's found in someone. In other words, the secret of contentment is not how much money you have. It isn't what job you have. It isn't in what city you're at. If I can just go to a new city. If I can just get a different mate. The Bible says the secret to containment isn't in anything in this world. It's in him. 2 Corinthians 6.10 blows me away. He talks about the hard times he's going through. And he says, honestly, he says, Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing, yet possessing all things. Here is Paul the Apostle. He goes, hey, I'm going through hard times, but I'm rejoicing. I don't have much, but yet I'm rich. I'm helping other people out. The most happy people in the world, you know who they are? It isn't the people in Hollywood. It isn't the people that have four gold medals. It isn't the people that had this trophy wife or trophy husband. A lot of them get divorces real quickly. A lot of them have all this money, commit suicide. You think about Elvis Presley. He had everything. And at the very end, he committed suicide. What is the secret of happiness? It's being content. Knowing that no matter what happens in our lives, God is in control. And also that this world, listen, It's not the end of the story. This world is not our home. This world is not the end. If you're trying to find contentment or satisfaction in this world, you're going to be like the world. You're not going to be content. Paul the Apostle says, this is what I do. I meditate 
Not on bad times, not on the old wise, not on, not on, hey, how come this person has this and I don't have this? Paul the Apostle says in Philippians 4, 8 through 9, I meditate and I think about and I ponder on what is praiseworthy, on what is good, on what is true, on what is just. How many times people, all they think about is what they don't have. All they think about is the problems, okay? And Paul the Apostle had lots of problems. But he gave those problems to God, and he goes, God, I'm going to praise you. How can you praise him if you're locked up in the middle of the hardest part of the jail? I'm going to praise him anyway. He's locked up. He can't move his arms. He can't move his legs. Praise this God. Earthquake. Shackles come off. Because God is moved when we say, God, my strength is in you. And God, I'm not going to sing the oh my's and why's, etc. But I'm going to praise you because you are worthy, God. Then, if we do that, the Bible says, we'll be like Paul in Philippians 4-7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. God promises, if you do those things... You're going to have peace. This world, it doesn't give any peace. But if you do these things, your heart and your mind is going to be guarded by a peace that passes all understanding. It's not understandable to me to be in the middle part of the prison, <laughs> going through terrible things, the smell and everything else is horrible, and he's praising God. That doesn't make any sense. But then a peace that also doesn't make any sense, a peace that passes all understanding came upon him. Paul was always going through hard times, but he says, I was always rejoicing, and I had the peace of God in me. See, this verse, as I close, this verse isn't about and trying to tell you, hey, you can be rich with God, all, you know, with God, with Christ, he can strengthen you. Philippians 4.13, you can get anything, you can become rich. This purpose of this verse is to say you are rich in Christ, even if you don't have any money. <laughs> He's saying the absolute confidence and unwavering faith that no matter what we face, Jesus will always, always be there with us and help us to be able to make it through. Paul the Apostle, he's saying, I've learned and learned from me. In whatever situation I found myself in, if I just said, God... I'm going to be content. And I made, listen, it's a choice. I made a choice to say, God, I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going through hard times. I'm sorrowful. He said that. I'm sorrowful. But yet, I'm going to praise you. Now, that right there is not going by your feelings. Because if we go by your feelings, you're going to go, I'm sorrowful, man. How do you expect me to praise God? Have you been there? I mean, let's get real. And yet Paul said, I'm not going to go by my feelings. I'm not going to go by my circumstances. I'm going to praise God anyway. It's counterintuitive to our flesh. But our spirit is saying, trust me and I'll help you through this. Then if we do these things, we can say, as Paul says, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I am well fed or I'm hungry. Whether I'm living in prosperity, abounding, or I am abased in poverty, I can do all things through Him 
who strengthens me. Now, I've got to give a balance, guys. I am not advocating a poverty mentality or saying that we shouldn't strive for something better. I'm not saying that, okay? Paul isn't telling Christians that they shouldn't dream bigger dreams. He's reminding them that if you dream those big dreams and you go for them and you don't get them, it's all right. And if you don't get them and if life falls apart, it's all right that you can make it through your hard times, especially when you're facing moments when you don't have much or nothing at all. When you don't have anything at all, Paul the Apostle is saying, that's when Christ is saying, it's going to be okay. It doesn't matter. See, the Bible actually teaches God is a sustainer when life feels unsustainable. Have you ever been there? I just can't take this anymore. I can't sustain this anymore. I can't keep doing this anymore. And God says, I am your sustainer. I can help you even in the hardest of situations. I love this text because it's good news. Because the good news is that even though life can be full of disappointments, and it can be, and even though life can be hard, and many times it is, Jesus is always there to help us and to strengthen us so we can make it through any situation. Isn't that good news? So when we say, when that scripture that so many speak about, Tim Tebow, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I agree. God can help you even in the situation you're finding yourself right now. You don't understand. My daughter's situation is this. My son's situation is this. My husband's situation is this. My mom's in the hospital. This is situations going on. Everything seems to be falling apart. Paul the Apostle said, that's when right now you are blessed because you have Christ. You hold on to Christ, and Christ will help you to be able to make it through. Amen? Amen. I have every head bowed and every eye closed. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Bible says that we are not like those who have no hope. The world doesn't know this message. The world doesn't have Christ. And that's why they're committing suicide. That's why they're drinking themselves to sleep. That's why they're on drugs prescription drugs, illegal drugs, whatever. And that's why they're just trying to sleep it off. That's why they're depressed, anxious, because the world doesn't have Christ. And if you're here right now, and you're not saved, and you hear this and you go, that's what I'm going through. And I didn't know. I try to make it on my own power. And some trials I can make it through. But the situation I'm in right now, I can't make it through. I'm telling you, friend, God is saying to you, I love you and I can help you. I can be the person in your life that can help you to make it through this hard life. I can forgive you of your sin. I can give you peace. I can give you a hope. I can give you a future. And all you need to do is say, God, I'm a sinner. I recognize, God, that I need you. I recognize, God, I, my life is falling apart, 
And I need a change. I need a new beginning, God. And God, if you'll take this mess, I'll give you my life. And God is saying, I'm here for you. If that's you and you want to be saved and you're listening to this good deal that God is offering you and you say, God, it's time now, God. I want you. I need you. Raise your hand to God and say, God, save me, God. God, I'm tired of doing it my way. Now, God, I'm going to do it your way. God, I want and I need your help, God. I can't do it alone. I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Join this honest heart. Anybody else? Say, God, I need you. God, I can't do this alone. God, I want and I need you. I see that other hand. Anybody else? Join these two honest hearts. God sees your situation. I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? God wants to help you. He sees the situation you're in. Nobody knows the situation. Well, maybe nobody, but God is that somebody that can help you. And God sees it, and he wants to save you. He wants to help you. Anybody else want to join these three honest persons that want and are asking for God? Yes, you see that hand. Anybody else? God, that's me, God. I see that hand. Anybody else? Cry out to God. Say, Christ, I need to do it your way, God. God, I need you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Backslider. Right now, your life isn't where it should be. Maybe it's a mess. Maybe right now, you're not satisfied. Maybe right now, you are on the drugs, the alcohol, the sleeping pills, the prescription pills, hopefully not the dog's pills, but you're on whatever. And you're asking, and you know you need help. And you know that you have drifted away from God. Please, I ask you, I ask you, come back to Jesus. Come back to Jesus. The devil's a liar. He wants you to commit suicide. He's a liar. I hate the devil because he lies to people that there is no hope. When God is the God of hope and he loves you and he died on the cross for you and he wants to strengthen you in these hard trials and situations that you're going through. If that's you, please, my brother, my sister that's strayed from God, that's drifted from God, come back to God. Anybody here? Backslider. Anybody here? You've strayed from God and you need to come back to him. Anybody here? All right, for those who raise their hands, I want you guys to come forward. I want to pray for you. Please, come forward. Come on. Come on. Come on. Need a sister back over here. Brother right here. Sister over here. My brothers and my sisters, this Paul the Apostle convicts me because he says things that the only way you can make what he says happen is if you are in Christ. And in Christ means not superficially. That means just like a baby has to have its milk, otherwise it cries and it cries and it cries. Are you crying for the Word of God? Are you like, eh, maybe you haven't even read it this week? Why is that? 
why aren't you like a baby crying out for the word of God? Because you don't have an appetite for it. If you don't read God's word consistently and have an appetite for it, then you aren't going to make it through those trials. And you're going to struggle through those trials. And then eventually, even if you come to church, even if you pray, listen to me, even if you pray and you come to church, you're not going to make it. Because the only thing that can sustain you is Christ. And it's not just church. And it's not just praying. The Bible says, Jesus says, my name is the Word of God. So if we are in Christ, we have to have the Word of God. We have to be on our knees. We have to be full of the Holy Ghost. Not just when we got baptized with the Holy Spirit six months ago or five years ago, but every day. Paul the Apostle, I speak in tongues more than you all. So Paul the Apostle was crying out on a constant basis saying, God, baptize me in the Holy Spirit because I'm going through hard times. I'm sorrowful. I'm going through hard times. And all of a sudden, God baptized the Holy Spirit freshly, and he becomes more than a conqueror. He's able to make it through these. He's able to say no to the flesh. He's able to say no to the world. And he's able to have peace that passes all understanding. We must be in Christ. I want to open up the altars. Let's talk to God. Let's make some commitments. Let's tell him, God, I haven't been content. God, I've been coveting the things of the world i've been saying how come i had this and they had that god and i have not been content god god i've been complaining god i've been asking why and instead of just giving it to you god i've been that murmuring complaining person unbelieving person and that's why i haven't been able to make it and i'm not making it in these trials god We can do all things through Christ. Not through our power. Not through our abilities. Not through our strength. Not through our emotions. Not through our willpower. Not through our intellectual capabilities. But through His Spirit. Let's talk to Jesus. Hallelujah.
will. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Paul the Apostle said. But that's through Christ. And what does that mean? We have to be able to say, God, and be serious with ourselves and be honest with ourselves. Have I really been in Christ? And what does in Christ mean? Paul the Apostle, he meditated on the Word of God. Paul the Apostle, he didn't ask why and was filling his mind with bad thoughts, with questions, with complaining, with why this. The Bible says he praised God. He trusted God. And he said, God, I can't deal with my son. You know the situation. And God, it doesn't help. Or my daughter, or my wife, or my uncle, or my dad, or what? God, I give them over to you. God, I can't deal with my boss. My boss is horrible. I give them over to you. And I pray about that. God, I can't deal with these things that are outside of my control. And Paul gave them over to God. Cast your burdens on him, for he cares for you, the Bible says. And then he prayed. He praised. Okay, He filled his mind, the Bible says, meditated on good things, on true things, on things that were helpful, not things that were hurtful. What are you filling your mind with? If it's negativity, you're going to get negativity. I'm not trying to be a positive type preacher or motivational speaker. I'm just saying it's the truth. Your tongue and what we say affects your life. If you're always saying the negative things and complaining, etc., you're going to get that. Paul the Apostle said, I meditate on good report, on good things. I praise God even though when I'm sorrowful. And as I do that, He gives me the strength to make it through. If right now you're not going through hard times, praise God. But remember this wonderful scripture. It's not talking about you being the CEO or you getting a gold medal or all those things. If you want to be able to elevate yourself, wonderful. This scripture is talking about you can make it even in your hard situation. I'd like to have everybody stand and let's uh let's uh let's just praise God and thank him because listen guys, I thank God that it's not through me. I know myself and I know that I can't do a lot of things. And I thank God it's through him. And that's what I rest in. And that's what I say, you know what, God? I can do all things. I can make it through. And I've made it through some hard situations, but I don't know what's around the corner. I may be in the future facing some really hard things. But what gives me confidence, I'm going to say, God, not by power, not by my might, but by your spirit, God. And I'm going to rest in you. And that's what gives me confidence. It's not by me. It's by him. Let's worship God. Father, we thank you, my God. It's by you, my God. Thank you, my God. For your word, my God. Our strength comes by you, my God. We can do all things, my God. We can make it in these trials, in these hard situations, God. God, you can save our family members, Lord God. We don't have to worry, God. We don't have to be... Like the world, drinking and smoking, my God, and sleeping it off, my God, because it's by you, my God. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Rolo Thank you, my God. Rolo Lobo Rolo In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I purposed to try to get us out of here early, guys, so you guys can enjoy. So let's go ahead and close us in prayer, and uh, I'm going to have our brother Kevin 
uh, Alexander, close us in prayer.